hello and welcome to another broadcast of Together With Him. I am Sister Ann and you may have noticed that we don't have our music background for our intro just yet, but you know that's okay. That is okay because uh, we'll just uh, deal with it. <laughs> Why don't we have music background? It's always something. You know, and one thing about it, you know, we have uh, great opportunities to work with people and, and, you know, they donate a lot of their, uh, you know, time, talent and everything. So, uh, you know, we're good with it as far as uh, working and getting the music going, but uh, we might need to change it. So that's kind of what we're in the process of doing. Uh, changing some music around for our introduction, but it's super cool. I, I definitely am uh, excited about, you know, change and everything. And, you know, it's not always to stay the same. It just kind of adds a little bit of variety to the broadcast and stuff. So we'll be doing that in, in the next coming up weeks, trying to get it, get it going. So I'm pretty pretty excited about it but one thing about it I'm just glad you're here I am so glad that you are here and that's really what it's all about you're here I'm so glad I'm here so glad you're here so glad you're here you're here in Jesus name I'm so glad I'm here so glad I'm here I'm so glad I'm here, I'm here in Jesus' name, amen. You know, to be glad that you're in the land of the living, you know, I know some of us deal with, um, you know, when it comes to uh, just not waking up glad, not waking up ha happy, and I'm, I'm not uh, immune to not doing it. Look, I have challenges getting up in the morning too, and one thing about it, I, I just thank God for the press. I thank God for pressing on and, and just being in him anyway, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of people didn't wake up this morning. Now, I don't know who won the game. I don't know. But, you know, hopefully the Chiefs did. This is football season. But one thing about the season of the Lord that I am excited about is I know he always wins. Yep, God always wins. And that one thing is, look, that, that, that's, that's the good part, huh? God wins, and he is a winner. Hallelujah. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being on the winning team. How about you? I know that I am excited about it. And you know, he's an exciting God, and we talk about that all the time, how God is <laughs> an exciting God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to just dive right into a praise break, and you know, that might be uh, the next clue. That might be the next clue to what we're going to do uh, when it comes to our music, because it's nothing like praise music. There is nothing like it, huh? Nothing like giving God the glory. Hallelujah. And I am so grateful for who he is. Thank you, Jesus. So that right there, uh, we have a, a great, uh, praise break music, some music going on here. And this is a, this praise break is where let's see let's take a look here i'm gonna get a little closer look now dr gertrude stacks she is old school holiness and i don't know if you know this or not but if you've had an opportunity to to enjoy the fellowship of the saints of god in a holiness church now <laughs> i'm partial because i'm holiness you know, there's nothing wrong with, with um, you know, quiet and serene worship, you know, just, you know, re in, in, inflecting and going in and, and enjoying God. And, but when it comes to coming together in the fellowship of the saints, 
we enjoy singing songs and hymns and you know one thing about the word of God that he talks about the apostles they did a lot of laying on of hands <laughs> they did that and if you can't lay on of hands the shadow uh, the shadow with them walking by the person would heal them or they would speak the word and that person would get delivered from demons and in sickness and just just God just works miracles in so many different ways. Well, this saint of God, uh, old school uh, praise break laying on of hands. I'm going to play a little bit of this and we're just going to enjoy Jesus in this service with the saints of God here. Jesus faith cometh by hearing we hear the word of God that's why you're still here hanging out you've probably already been to church this morning already been to a service this morning but here is another opportunity where you get to hear the word of God 
Go get your Bible. You get to go get the Word of God. You get to go read the Word of God. Oh, no, everybody's not trying to do it. No, no, it's not no big crowd all the time. No, it isn't. Not in these days and times. Huh? And then what we do, we're, we're ministering as unto uh, the Lord and to the people of God coming out of straight out of the word of God. So uh, we're not ministering uh, anything other than the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we're not going to be super popular, but huh? what about, what about that road? What about that road? Hmm? Is, is it broad? Bible says that. The road is is broad. The way to destruction, that road, going down that road of destruction, it's broad. Mm, Yeah, but straight and narrow is the gate, is the way that God has for us. We do the straight and narrow. Yeah, we and we can do it because he empowers us to do it. Yeah. Oh, do we conform? Or do we transform? Hallelujah. <laughs> See, all this sci-fi and everything, sci-fi movies and, and, and fantasy and adventure and, and people are all into watching all these different kinds of movies and wanting the thrills of life. But really, the thrill of life, ask, your, you ask yourself the question, do we conform or do we need to be transformed? Hallelujah. You know, there was a, uh, a robot cartoon that I enjoyed. I enjoyed that cartoon when my kids were younger. It was called the Transformers. Yeah. Transformers, robots in disguise. Yep. Transformers, they were... Uh, Optimus Prime was the big one. He was the big red one. And they've had movies out about it and everything. But Optimus Prime, he was really a big 18-wheeler. He was a uh, 18-wheel truck. That's what he really was. And when he transformed, he would be down mm, trucking. But then when he would transform, it would just take and you would see the transformation from truck, big truck, to big robot. Hmm? But what was he? Now, what, what was he for real? Was he the truck or f- was he the robot? Well, you know, in times of trouble, he was that robot. Yeah, he had to transform. And there was a time, too, maybe not so much needing to be the truck. You know, being regular, being incognito, being like everything else that was acceptable, rolling down the highway. But it was more important for him to be that robot because he was strong as that robot. He would fight and win as that robot. Yeah. Conform or transform? That That's the question. Yeah, let's look at. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20. And I'm going to say a quick prayer. Go get your Bible. But in turn, let's get with Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 20. Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, we thank you once again for being together. Amen. God, speak to our hearts today. Help us to get an understanding of what your word talks about. Amen. About being con- to conform or being transformed. Help us to be ready and prepared. Let the word of God fall on good ground. And then we'll take it and we'll share it. We'll hide it in our hearts and we'll share it with others. Help us be with us in this time. And we'll forever give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yeah, that prayer, invite God in. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, conform or transform. What should we do? What does the Bible say? Well, let's take a look. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verses 
9 through 20. Now, it may seem like a lot of scripture, but you know it's not. I know we binge watch these movies and this TV. We'll binge watch for hours and won't complain. Those series, oh, they just keep rolling, don't they? But then we know that the enemy's trying to fight us and just get us all distracted because once we turn to the word of God, it's like, you see, what? Word of God, stand up, read it, or read it. That's too much. It's not too much. It's life. Amen. So let's just read a few scriptures. Let's spend that time. Okay, so you know I read out of the Amplified version of the word. Romans chapter 3, verse 9 through 20. Verses 9 through 20. Well, then, we Jews, superior well, then, are we Jews superior and better off than they? And this was a question that Paul was asking. Hmm? He was asking to prove the point of whether or not uh, anyone is better off or because they had the, the law first or because they were chosen by God and the Gentiles being grafted in. Well, let's see what Paul has to say. He asks the question. He says, no, not at all. We have already charged that all men, both Jews and Greeks, Gentiles, are under sin, held down by and subject to its power and control. Everybody. Hmm? So he, he answered the question, are Jews superior? To, then to other people no huh no he says under everyone is under and held down under sin held down by and subject to its power and control we are born in sin guys we're born in sin we are born into a fallen world that's why we have to do something about it that's why we have to do something about it verse 10 as it is written, none is righteous, just and truthful and upright and conscious. No, not one. No one understands. No one intelligently discerns or comprehends. No one seeks out God. See, we don't have that nature to really want to seek out God. Is there anyone righteous? No, not one. Verse 12. All have turned aside. Together they have gone wrong and have become unprofitable and worthless. No one does right, not even one. Their throat is a yawning grave. They use their tongues to deceive, to mislead, to deal treacherously. The venom of asps is beneath their lips. And that's a snake. Mm. People run around and, you know, they... We don't have the nature. We have a fallen nature when we're born into this world. Verse 14, their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. My goodness, talking about the human nature, being human, huh? Born in sin. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness, 16, destruction as it dashes them to pieces and misery marks their ways and they have no experience of the way of peace they know nothing about peace for a peaceful way they do not even recognize a lot of times people they don't want good they want the uh, daring or exciting or you know remember even the time when you were choosing in May, you don't want, didn't want the bad the good guy you wanted the bad boy you didn't want the nice girl you wanted the sassy girl, the bad girl. Hmm. Come on, verse 18. There is no referential fear of God before their eyes. People don't even fear God anymore. Yeah, if they did, a lot of broadcasts and a lot of God's way would be popular. And we wouldn't be in the situation we're in as far as fallen world and a lot of questions and decisions that need to be made the right decisions would be made because it would be based on the word of God verse 19 
Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, and that's capital letter L, so that the murmurs and excuses of every mouth may be hushed and all the world may be held accountable to God. So when we're talking about the law, like the Ten Commandments and the law that was given unto Moses, that law, everyone is under, was under the law then, but here, for no person will be justified, made righteous, acquitted, and judged acceptable in his sight by observing the works prescribed by the law. So even doing the law, the Ten Commandments, that wasn't even going to save us. Uh, as human beings, as having a fallen nature. And we talked about that. We talked about the blood uh, that was shed. We talked about the scapegoat. That without, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. That's God's way. And there we go. Okay. Continuing verse 20. For the real function of the law is to make men recognize and be conscious of sin. Not mere perception, but an acquaintance with sin, which works toward repentance, faith, and holy character. So what do the law, what does the Ten Commandments teach us? Because we still, the whole role, we eat the whole role, the whole word of God. We follow the whole word of God. So even the Ten Commandments are important. But what do they teach us? They show us that we need a Savior. Trying to live the Ten Commandments on our own. Trying to live according to the law. And the law was massive. <laughs> they kept adding things to it. It was massive. Not just the Ten Commandments. But of course, things that were wrapped around what the Ten Commandments stood for. And it was massive. But no one could live without breaking the law. And what the, did the law do for us? Hmm? Paul reminds us that the law made us understand that we were sinners. And what was sin? It taught us what sin was. Yeah. So there's no uh, misunderstanding. It's very clear. Conform or transform? Uh, let's look and see what, what does conform mean? Conform means to comply with rules and standards or laws. Yeah. Uh, of a person behave, to behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards. So you can conform what is this world doing, right? Uh, socially acceptable standards. There are many laws that are written that are socially acceptable, but they don't measure up. They're contrary. It goes against what the word of God says. Hmm? So conforming to this world, we, it's okay because the world says it's okay. There's a problem there. Uh to be similar in form or type, to conform. So people a lot of times want to be like the world. They want to fit in. Even as students going to school, you want to fit in. You don't want to stick out and uh, be teased. You want to be like everyone else. You want to be acceptable. And that's kind of what it's talking about, conform and to be socially acceptable. Uh, yeah, so to conform to this world, even though it's fallen, there's sin, sin, there's laws that say, okay, well, sin is okay, or the laws of socially acceptability saying that sin is okay, and we've talked about what sin is. Yeah, it's okay to fornicate, it's okay to, to kill, yeah. Yeah, murder, 
Yeah, we can talk about that shedding innocent blood. What is that? Even abortion. That's wrong. Lying is wrong. All that's wrong. Sin. Yeah, lust of the flesh. Doing things. No self-control. Yeah, fighting and just arguing all the time. Causing confusion and discord. All that. That's sin. So a lot of times the world says, look, you know, it's okay. And they've written laws to say that it's okay. But it's not okay. Male and female. God created man and woman. Adam and Eve. And we talked about them too. Male and female. There's just two genders, guys. So whatever law or whatever they want to say that there's, oh man, a hundred... (laughs) How do you get that? How do you how do you take the creation of male and female and then twist it? See, that's the twisting, the lie that Satan, who is the father of lies and controls, seems to control this fallen world, getting people to conform to the lies of sin, saying sin is acceptable. My goodness. Well, let's move on. I want to take a look here. Conform or transform. So we know, look, we've already agreed. We've read in Romans here that the law, the Ten Commandments, teaches us that we we are sinners and what sin is. So what do we do here? We don't. We don't want to continue on in that state. We want to make sure that we're in right relationship with God, right? Let's look at a story. Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. And this is a story about a couple. This is a husband and wife that were were in the church. It's the new church. So this was after the... Uh, falling of uh, the Holy Spirit coming down and and uh, adding to the church, the Holy Spirit, God building the church, the first church coming together. And the way that the church agreed to, to operate and work, um, they didn't have to, but many were saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take what I have and I'm going to give to the church. So to continue on with the gospel, to fund the work of, of traveling the missionaries and ministry to where people could come together and not have lack in their lives. It was uh, a way of where ministry was really, really there. So Ananias and Sapphira, let's do it. We can probably just quickly read this. But a certain man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and with his wife's knowledge and convincements, connivance, connivance, oh my goodness, I didn't even recognize that word, connivance, he kept back and wrongfully appropriated some of the proceeds bringing only a part and putting it at the feet of the apostles so they were conniving they were in cahoots they sold the property and they're saying oh well here this is gonna hold back some of it but we're gonna tell them this but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled your hearts that you should lie to and and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit And should, in violation of your promise, withdraw secretly and appropriate to your own use part of the price from the sale of the land. As long as it remained unsold, was it not still your own? So he didn't have to. They didn't have to connive. They didn't have to go in cahoots and say, hey, we're going to. We're going to say that we've given all, but didn't. So they lied to the Holy Spirit. That spirit of lying was there. Yeah, and they didn't They didn't get rid of it. It's like, oh, well. And Satan, he says Satan filled the heart. Yeah, but just because we're tempted doesn't mean that we have to do it. 
So, yeah, he fell down dead, guys. He fell down dead. Well, here comes Sapphira, the wife. And she comes along and she says the same thing, not knowing that her husband had told a lie and she was in cahoots and conniving and lying too and he had dropped dead. Well, she said the same thing. And guess what? She dropped dead too. See, the way of the world, we... A lot of times, why would they do that? They want to be puffed up. They want to seemingly uh, say, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to sell the land and we're going to say that we gave it all to you. Well, those accolades, uh, the pat on the back, oh, look at them. Look at Ananias and Sapphira. They gave all. And, you know, the hand claps, hmm? the praise of people. Uh, but their hearts really, there wasn't in it. They wanted to connive. They didn't really trust God. And if you're not trusting, hmm, do you really believe what you're doing? Or are you just, you're just part of it. It's like, okay, we're just going to go with the flow. Uh, that we're just going to conform. Hmm. Go with the flow. This is what everybody else is doing. So we're just going to conform. Oh, did they really transform the holy spirit is a transforming he's a transforming person because he just explained to us the law um, you couldn't follow the law we couldn't follow the law whether we were jew or gentile so he had to make a way to where we could be transformed not just conform hmm. here's the law do it do it no but to transform. And Ananias and Sapphira, they missed out. They just missed out. Well, in the same chapter, here we go, the apostles. Same chapter down to verse 17. Verse 17 of chapter 5, verse 17 through 32, it talks about the apostles being imprisoned and released and it says but the high priest rose up and all who were his supporters that is the party of the Sa Sadducees and being filled with the jealousy and indignation and rage they seized and arrested they seized and arrested the apostles special messengers and put them in the public jail see the apostles had been going out doing the work of the Lord healing the sick and blessing people. I mean, they had really been out there doing the work of the Lord, preaching, teaching the ministry, the gospel of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. And they had just been out there, out there. And what started happening uh, is that the, the Sadducees got jealous. Yeah, those are the, the religious people that were in charge so those that were supposed to be <laughs> trying to do something to help the people they had fallen into religion and decided look we're not going to do that we're just going to be pious and not be obedient huh to god we're just going to be pious and we're going to deal with the law and bonk people over the head and oh, all that but the apostles called by jesus Amen. Thank you, Jesus said, look, we're, we're going to, we're just going to go out here and we're going to do the work of the Lord. And the, the Sadducees got jealous, but during the night and they put them in jail, but during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and leading them out said, go take your stand in the temple courts and declare to the people the whole doctrine concerning this life, the eternal life, which Christ revealed. And when they heard this, they accordingly went into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. So they were in jail. They were in jail. You know what happens to people in jail. That's not a nice place, is it? Now the apostles were in jail. But then here's the angel of the Lord. God didn't leave them in jail. No. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison door. See, God is going to, he's going to step in. We should expect God to work some miracles, huh? There's many miracles that God does. 
And he wanted the apostles to get out so that his word could be declared so that he can work the greatest miracle. Oh, to transform lives. Come on, let's let's see it here. I wanted them to teach. Now the high priest and his supporters who were with him arrived and called together the council, Sanhedrin, even all the senate of the sons of Israel. And they went sent to the prison to have the apostles brought. So they thought they were still in prison. The Sanhedrin, the, all the council, you know, that thought they were still in prison. But God had already let them out because he, they wanted, he wanted them to do his work. Ah, here they go. But the attendants arrived there. They they failed to find them in the jail. So they came back and reported. We found the prison quiet, safely locked up, and the guards were on duty outside the doors. But when we opened it, we found no one on the inside. Now, when the military leader of the temple area and the chief priests heard these facts, they were much perplexed and thoroughly at a loss about them wondering wondering into what this might grow and they were like oh boy we done lost the apostles what's gonna happen now <laughs> but some man came and reported to them saying listen the men whom you have pulled you have put in jail are standing right here in the temple and teaching the people See, jail didn't stop the apostles. Yeah, they did, that jail didn't stop the apostles. They went on ahead and continued to do what God called them to do. Whatever jail we find ourselves in, I'm talking about personal jails, you know, situations, financial jails, situations to where it doesn't allow for us to comfortably move forward and what and doing what Christ called us to do, what God called us to do. Look, don't let a jail stop you. Thank you, Jesus, because God will open the door. He will make a way. Verse 26. Then the military leader went with the attendants and brought the prisoners, but without violence, for they dreaded the people, lest they be stoned by them. So the people's like, look, we need these guys. These guys are blessing us. Uh, we get, we're getting healed. Our loved ones are getting healed. So what are you talking about? Going to go get, get the apostles. So the uh, military people was like, oh, we better deal with this situation with kick gloves because we don't want to get the people all round up. And they would be done stoned us. Verse 27. So they brought them and set them before the council, Sanhedrin, and the high priest examined them by questioning, saying, we definitely commanded and strictly charged you not to teach in or about his name. Yet here you have flooded Jerusalem with your doctrine and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Talking about Jesus, guys. Huh? They were they they commanded the apostles not to preach, not to teach in the name of Jesus. Verse 29. But here goes Peter, big mouth Peter, huh? Then Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our forefathers raised up Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree cross. God exalted him to his right hand to the prince to be prince and leader and savior and deliverer and preserver in order to grant repentance to Israel and to bestow forgiveness and release from sins. Amen. Verse 32. And when we are witnesses of these things and the Holy Spirit is also whom God has bestowed on those who obey him see peter and the apostles they weren't going to let they weren't going to let anything stop them from declaring who jesus is they weren't going to let anything stop them and we shouldn't either as believers declare who god is declare who jesus is the doctrine of, of salvation that he is a saving god hallelujah to the world 
Yeah, don't let the situations in life hinder you. Keep on keeping on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, conform or transform. And we're going to read here how we should live a transformed life with Christ. Huh? Because even Peter said, look, the witnesses, he says, and we are witnesses, verse 32, of these things and the Holy Spirit. So all of what they're doing, they were doing in, in ministering and preaching and then teaching the word of God. And people were being saved and delivered and healed and set free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit is the here in our lives. Hallelujah. Whom God has bestowed on those who obey him. So to conform. Yeah. But to be transformed. It brings a way of obedience. Doesn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Romans. And this is a great scripture for you to hold on to. Thank you, Jesus. When temptation comes, come on. When temptation comes and you're just, you're being tempted. Look, don't give in. Don't give in. But read this scripture here. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And this is Paul. He wrote the book of Romans. He wrote the letter. It, these are letters. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Huh? He's saying the least we can do once we have gotten saved, amen, is to present our bodies, everything. So everything about us should be saved. Hmm? My mind should be saved. My my conversation should be saved how I act should be saved you know I, I don't preach on clothes but look I want to cover up I want to be a, a modest in in how I dress I want to treat people right my attitude should be saved hallelujah present all of your faculties yeah yeah and members, everything about me, my all of my flesh, everything about me. I want it all to be saved. Holy, devoted, consecrated. That's what that is. Thank you, Lord. I want to dedicate it to God because the, that's the least I can do. That's the least I can do. He has saved us from so much, from eternal hell, death, separation, damnation. He saved us from that. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here we go. Verse two. Huh? How am I going to do this? How am I going to present my body in everything about who I am as as Anne? Hmm? How am I going to do this? And here's the answer. Verse two. Do not be conformed to this world, this age fashioned after in it adapted to its external superficial customs but be transformed changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Hmm? So we're not going to be tripping and trying to do what the world does. We're not going to do it. 
Hmm? How can I present my body as everything about me as a living sacrifice? I'm I'm not going to conform to this world. I'm not going to do what this world does. Hmm? But I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit, I'm going to allow the word of God to transform, transform my mind, transform my life. Hallelujah. So that I even know what it is. God is so good. He's going to show us that good and perfect will that he's called me to do. Yeah, me in particular, me personally. And of course, yes, the church collectively. Wow, sir. <laughs> God is wonderful, isn't he? Wow. What should we do? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Blessings to you. Hallelujah, Dr. Anthony Clark, Brother Speedy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, here he has mentioned, I'm going to read what Brother Speedy has said. He said, right. I had a talk with a friend who doesn't believe in the Jesus story, walking on water. But when he responded, thinking I was trying to push Jesus on him, he was trying to make me feel bad for believing in what I believe in from his perspective of the fairy tale story of Jesus. See, no, I told, I told him, hold it. He was responding. He, his responding wasn't think. He wasn't thinking that we were friends before the beginning. Talking about the story, he knows nothing of. So, like you say, we must live a transformed life with Christ. So here's the thing: when we share the gospel, we want to make sure that we hold on to it. See, the world doesn't believe in it. They're saying, oh, well, this is fairy tales. It's not a story. These are historical accounts. Hmm? These are historical accounts. And when we hold on to the truth of the word of God, then what that does, that allows for us to uh, believe, to even be transformed even the more. And we don't have to second guess or hee-haw. Well, whatever, you know, maybe it didn't happen. No, we know it happened. And even the miracle working power of Christ, we know it happened because how he, of how he transforms our lives. We, we're not the same person that we were before we got saved. Huh? And we are patient and God does do a great transformation. And here, Brother Speedy says, if I wasn't changed, I wouldn't have had a chance to walk in my sound mind as God has given me. Huh? See, it, there's a testimony there. He wouldn't have had a chance to walk in his sound mind if he wasn't changed. We wouldn't know how to. We wouldn't have the power to. And that's what it was explaining even under the law. The law is there. The Ten Commandments are there. But the ability to follow the Ten Commandments, huh? we would fail. In, in our failing we still wouldn't be saved. Even if we could do everything, we're still born in sin. And that's what the transforming, the transformation power of the blood of Jesus Christ does for us. That's what God does for us. Amen. Come on. He says he would have felt bad because his words was, was of no effect on the friend, but, but his friend... Uh, his friend's word was on me, huh? Well, the thing is, yes, Brother Speedy says he's held on to what he believed. He's not going to cast away his confidence in what he knows is true in the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, as far as the friend, we just got to keep praying. And, you know, a lot of times they people say, oh, I don't believe you. We'll, we'll see how long you last. Brother Speedy. Hallelujah. I know you're holding on. Hallelujah. And God is holding on to you. So we're we're going to last until we're going to endure to the very end. Whatever that end is, whether it's the great catching away. Hallelujah. By God. Or whether it's our personal catching away. We're still going to endure to the end. 
Thank you, Jesus. Boom, he says. <laughs> Brother Speedy, yes. And we need to we need to pray for one another. Pray for me, Brother Speedy. Amen. Be encouraged to know the word of God is true. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for your comments. See, and, and that's what it's all about, guys. That's what it's all about. Now, the word of God has gone forth. It has. And we are going to take the time. We take the time when we get together, coming together with him. We take the time to have that call. The call to come and get saved. Come and get saved. Come and ask the Lord to be your Lord and Savior. Hmm? Yes, Peter and the apostles Peter said, we would rather obey God than man. Yeah, and we can take this personal. Yeah, we'd rather obey God than man when it comes to the way of salvation. Yeah, repent, turning away from sin and turn to God, trusting him, opening up our mouths and asking God. To forgive us of our sins and to help us to surrender and ask him to be our Lord and Savior. That's God's way. If you're ready, hallelujah, for a repentant life, if you're ready to be transformed, pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you I believe that you Jesus shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins and I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now I ask you Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way to having a transformed life in a wonderful relationship at peace with your God. Amen. To get to know him. Amen. He is our father. He is our all in all. He's our savior. (laughs) He is our everything. And if you prayed that prayer, amen, just expect God to transform your life. Make sure that you get into a, they say a good Bible believing church. Yes, that's important. And you get in your Bible. Amen. And be blessed. Go out to the website. We do have a pamphlet out there that will help, help you to know what to expect. So if you go out to the website at www.lfhhm.org, you can click on the Discipleship Resources tab. And there you'll see the pamphlet, the Road to Salvation pamphlet, and it will outline and describe and the next steps, the expectation of what we should have for our God. He just doesn't save us and leave us. He builds that relationship. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'm just so happy and excited. I I know that there are those that whose hearts were touched and transformed. God, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for the souls that you added to the church. Hallelujah. We thank you for the transformed lives of your people. Continue to be with us, God. Walk with us. Help us. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit, like only you can. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Be blessed. (laughs) Be blessed, amen. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.